This episode of Rockcast is brought to you by Rock sponsor IT OneSource. Any IT products and services solutions can be acquired through IT OneSource. Connect with them today at rockrms.com slash sponsors. Welcome to Rockcast, the podcast that explores the intersection of technology, ministry, and community with Rock RMS. I'm Emily Foreman, and with me here today are John Edmiston and Nick Erdo, and we are going to share with you what's going on in the rock world. Nick, give us the latest on our version update. Sure thing. The latest uh, for this week is we are in alpha on a couple of versions, 15.1, and we've actually gone back to a few older versions to 14.3 and 13.8. So all those will be starting beta uh, probably next week, and then they'll they'll be released about a week or so after that. So we've not been busy at all in the development <laughs> side. Yeah, and ne- neither is our community, right? No, we're <laughs> right. super thankful again for the alpha testers and the beta testers who were lining up for uh, the, this little go-around. And we had to, because not everybody has version 13, we had to kind of dig deep to find some people who could uh, test those out. But for the most part, 15.1 is really where all the big fixes are. And then just some tiny things in 13, mm-hmm. 8, and 14, 3. Okay, great. John, what else have we been working on? Quite a bit. I think we've been pulled in lots of different ways. So like Nick referenced, there's been the um, patch updates that we've been working on. That's uh, taken you know, a lot of focus because of how far back we're going. Mm-hmm. And that always is a little mental gymnastics to get that all lined up. On top of that, we've been, you know, of course, um, adding more bug fixes to, to 15 and, and some minor features that people have been funding and need urgently. So we've been working on that. On top of that, we've been trying to get, you know, the next version stuff in, um, in terms of 16. Mm-hmm. On top of that, <laughs> we've been working on some very um, um, intense performance improvements um, in the current environments to help out a few of the larger churches. And that's actually been taking quite a bit of our time. Um, and so trying to really drill in and, and refactor and and figure out you know some of this stuff, I, th- I think it's good because I think a lot of people are going to get um, some improvements out of that. Um, but it's really, really, really difficult work. Um, on top of that, oh we my also goodness. have um, a bunch of really great interns in doing some really great work. Um, but at times, it's a little hard to keep up with them um, because you know, a they need training and help, but but b they they're doing a really good job. And so, um, some tasks that I, you know, I always try to figure out like how long is this task going to take, and you never know, especially with people who are coming in from the outside and mm-hmm. you know younger, less experienced um, people, but they're actually really going through it a lot faster than we thought. And so now trying to keep up with that and then taking them to the next level that you really weren't even really prepared for. Um, you thought maybe at the end of the summer we'd run out, but you know, they get through it in a, you know, three to four weeks. It's like, Oh, okay. That's, that's awesome. But can um, you assemble some chairs too? <laughs> my youngest son's coming in tomorrow to do that, but um, we don't want no the current batch of interns doing that. Um, so 
you know, that it's, it's a great thing and they're doing some really cool stuff. Some stuff that's going to have like huge ministry impacts. And so it's, it's really kind of cool, um, to be working with them and then, and then trying to also share with them that they need to reflect on the impact that their work Mm -hmm. will have. It's beyond just a few hours of, of work. It it has really Mm -hmm. impact. So really good, good kudos to them on, on having a good batch of, of, um, you know, future, hopefully, hopefully, um, uh, staff people. Right. And what a great way to spend the summer um, doing something that has high impact on a really uh, great team. Maybe some people who are listening have seen our posts. We put a, a picture out of our intern crew this summer. So it's it's just a lot of fun having them here. Great energy too. Yeah, definitely. So that's been, we've been very, very busy. And of course we have the conference like that. Yes has been a majority of my time in the last, you know, couple of weeks is just preparing the content for that. And we have a lot of content this year. So a lot to go over, a lot of stuff. And, and some of that, we probably won't be talking a lot about, you know, new product specifics until the conference is right. because we don't want to steal the thunder. But um, there's a lot, a lot. There's definitely a lot. I mean, it just <laughs> takes a lot of words to high level discuss what has been going on here. Lots of activity. Yeah. I'm not sure how we're going to cram all that content into the allotted time. Yeah, the times that we we keep adding even a lot of times to do more sessions. Like it's common that we do the keynote prep, and then we're like, "Oh gosh, we need a whole session on this. Mm-hmm. This is going to be not enough." Um, but then it's like, "Well, how are we going to get the time to make the content?" So yeah, I think something for something like content library, I think there's going to be a lot of questions. I think you know, rightfully so. So we'll probably have a session that's more of just a Q&A type session where there'll be a light overview and and then a, a, a time for people just to ask questions. And I think sometimes too with these some of the new features, it's, it's, it's less about how the feature works and more about how do you cast the vision of like, right. why would you do it this way and what would some of the challenges be? Um, Cause I think, I think definitely as we move out of some of the traditional church management space, it, it really is new and fresh. And I think some of the paradigms are having to shift. Um, and while we've had, you know, six, 12 months of thought on mm-hmm. that, it's easy to go, oh, well, of course you should understand this, but this is the first time many people are hearing this. So we have to go back and really kind of articulate how we got to that point and, and some of those shifts. Um, so it's, it's, a lot of thinking. Mm-hmm. Uh, but on that topic, you know, this has been an exciting week, I think, in terms of technology, um, in terms of the pace of technology. And a couple of thoughts I thought we could just discuss today on that. Um, it's funny because I remember back to the beginning of my career, which was in the early 90s. Um, and we used to get these trade magazines. You could get them for free. And um, I was kind of that that... I was a kid at that point, right out of college. And I was like, oh, how do you get these trade magazines? Like, you know, some people have them and like, can I get them? And and they're free, but I didn't know that. And I, mm-hmm. So it's kind of like one of those awkward things is like, can I sign up for these? They're like, oh, sure, go ahead. And I'm like, okay, I didn't know if there's a quota or, you know. And you get these magazines and I would read them like, like cover to cover. I didn't understand most of it, but cover to cover. And I really feel like that was a big piece of my um, early years in terms of understanding and having and building a breadth of technology. But I really kind of feel like we get more news and new things in a week than we used to in a year. Mm-hmm. Even if you go back 10 years ago, I mean, the 90s was obviously more than that. But even go back 10 years, we used to get, you know, um, the amount of new things in a year is now what we get 
honestly in a week. Like it's so hard to keep up. Mm-hmm. And I think that's that's fun, but I think it's a little bit scary too because we have to carefully consider how these technologies um, should be integrated into the church in a responsible way. And, uh, you know, I think as technologists, we often move too fast. Like we, our, our, our first gut feels like, oh, this is awesome. We got to go do this. And when we move too fast. It's usually with too much emotion. It's like, this is the coolest thing in the world. Like I think this week was a really cool week for technology. And it's hard not to go like, let's go. Um, but I, sometimes when we do that, we're kind of playing checkers at best with strategy mm. and more accurately we're just cannonballing into the pool like let's do it and our traditional maybe ministry colleagues move way too slow right Mm -hmm. but when we move too fast without a reasoned approach um we can have missteps but we can also we can also break trust with them because if they don't see like well-considered rational thought into doing this i think they lose trust because they're naturally moving more slowly and we're trying to go way too fast and, and we and, and we can't even explain why or, or articulate like the ministry value to that. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that that's a dangerous place to be if we want to have long-term success. Um, but I think the answer is that is to go back to first principle thinking and we need to create frameworks um, that help us understand how we can apply uh, this these technologies in a spiritual dimension. Um, and I can guarantee you one thing is that the people who are on those stages announcing all of these new products have no care and consideration for our space. You're not going to see Tim Cook saying, this is great. And the ministry impact is going to be amazing. Like, no, like Very it, it's almost actually the opposite, right? It's, yeah. it's more the, the, the motivators for that money, influence, power are, are, are indirect conflict. It doesn't mean that the, the product and technology is bad. It's it's neutral. But they're not going to do that work for us. Like no one in our space is going to do that. Uh, our, our outsider space is going to do that work for us. So we have to do it. Um, but these frameworks that we need to put in place in terms of evaluation and how do we do these, they're, they're not like easy, trite things that we just come up with. Um, there's no simple answers. Like as much as we just want to create simple answers so we can move on, we can't. Um, but that rather it has deep considerations and deep thought. Um, also too, we can't focus on edge cases. Like so many times, like our culture wants, I, I was listening to a podcast the other day and it was, it was really talking about the logic of our culture and how like flawed it is. Like if we were to go back in a time machine, like 40 years, like a high school debate team would just, they couldn't even like talk with us because of how how we talk about ideas like an idea exists and it's true because I said it was, and it's a definition. I mean, there's a, there's a whole, um, uh, docus, uh, movie on like, what is a woman and right. whatever you believe about that doesn't matter. The fact is that no one even defines what it is and it is a problem. Like we, we have to be able to find things in deep, um, knowledge. Um, but we also can't treat edge cases as if, that is the reason why we do something. There always be edge cases. They should be considered and dealt with, but they they can't be edge cases. So sometimes in in terms of, you know, digital ministry, we can say, well, what about the shut-ins? Well, of mm-hmm. course, yes, yes. Let's let's figure something for them, but that doesn't make it valid for the whole. Um, so 
edge cases should be considered, but we can't, they can't reign. Um, and I, I don't have answers for this. I just think it's something that's interesting that we should think about. Um, for example, one of the dimensions of this, you know, model might be connection. You know, we're God's people are called to be in connection with each other. And we see that in spades in the first century church. So that's easy to say, but what are, what are the facets of connection? Um, like what is connection? There's no simple answer. You know, where is connection? Great, great points. No simple answer. Right. Um, so if we use these lenses to evaluate technology on, we could consider something like social media. That's an older technology, mm -hmm. but it's, you know, has social media made us more or less connected? And the answer is it's not simple. Like in some ways we have more connections in a wider sense of surface relationships. We, we know more about more people and what they're doing, you know, over the weekend, but that's very surface. Um, and in a sense, we're less connected because we, we don't have as many close relationships. Someone kind of explained it once is we have a, we have a connection bucket. We can only fill our bucket so high with connections and we fill it with a whole bunch of surface connections. We feel connected, but we're not. The other op option is to have very few deep connections and then our surf, our connection bucket fills full, but we have deeper connections. Um, so our surface connections make us feel like we're connected, even though we're not. Um, it also too, like social media, I, I believe and many others believe that it forms a sense of competition. Um, mm -hmm. it used to be the Joneses were across the street and, you know, there's always a sense of competition that we shouldn't have, but we do. And, and, keeping up with the Joneses across the street was kind of easy because they got a new boat, but we got a new car. Like you, you still bad, but you didn't feel as bad because you could see that there was somewhat parody. Um, also the Joneses were in the same socioeconomic neighborhood know, neighborhood. Yeah. So there was, but now we're comparing ourselves in social media. We have a glass pane. It used to be the kitchen window. We could see what they were doing. And now the glass pane is our monitors. And we're seeing the best of every mm -hmm. single person. We don't see anything bad. We only see the best. So the Joneses are now 100 to 1,000 fold. And we only see their best. And they're in different socioeconomic. And so it brings out this competition mm -hmm. in us that kind of kills connection uh, in, in many cases. Um, and it's maybe not a question of like, should we use social media, but how do we use social media and how do we train people as, as in the spiritual space of how do we train them to use it? Um, so as an example, you know, kind of reflecting through, I don't use social media a ton, but uh, social media is a passive form of connection, but how do we spawn active engagement from that? So in my mind, I, I think it's kind of cool because I, um, lately in the last year, I've been connecting more with my cousins through social media so I kind of know what they're doing more, but I also am trying to train myself every time I see that to turn it into a, an active form of communication and then an in-person active form of, in, of communication. So at a certain point, I can't do it every, you know, every month, every week, because they live in a different city, but I have to make that make me want to give in an in-person communication with them. Um, so if we have these uh, frameworks, we can start to respond with more more clearly with questions like, what is the impact of Apple's new Vision Pro in a spiritual context? Mm. If we had the framework, we could answer these questions much easier. Right now it's like, ooh, it's cool. And we have the hype still in us from this week. And it's like, this is amazing. Despite the price, it's still pretty amazing. 
um, and all the things we can do, but we don't have the framework to evaluate it. Like what's the right way to use this and, and, you know, how does this deepen connection, but how does it maybe kill connection and what are the pros and cons to that? Um, or another one, if we had frameworks, what are the limits to the ethical use of AI in mm-hmm. ministry? The answer is l- very often is not going to be yes or no. It's it's more subtle. Like AI, we should use it, but we should use it in these ways. And we're, we are actively trying to figure those types of, co- of concepts out in terms of like, what, are the, what are the ethical uses of AI and what are the boundaries we should put in place. Um, otherwise, we're left with an emotional infused excitement which is cool for us but the people around us like our leadership you know some of them are actually in the same boat but some of them aren't um and even if they are in the same boat it causes us to waste money time and possibly send people down a path that is not a healthy path um so apple's keynote to this week was amazing the vision pro is um awesome but is it what is its future in the church and um and I think even if it's, even if a technology, even if technology XYZ should never be used by the church, it's still important to look into it mm-hmm. because if culture is going to be into it, how do we, we might have to pull people out of it, you know? We need to have some sort of response, which we can't do if we don't understand it. Yeah. If there's some evil technology that comes out and everybody loves it, like the answer to the church is not to like, uh, ignore it. Like we might have to jump into that burning building and pull people out. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so we have to understand it. And so like someone might say, well, you never go into this technology. It's like, well, okay. But then when people go into it, we might have to be pulling them out. Because I think a lot of this technology has a spiritual warfare component mm-hmm. to it. Um, you know, I've always been a, uh, yeah, ever since I first used VR, I thought it was amazing. Surprisingly, I didn't think I'd like it at all. But I also felt you know, there's a, there's a coldness to it and it almost is the Wally world where I, you could almost envision that if this gets to be too good and if it knows through AI and, and you look at, you know, you know, image generation, video generation, like it could meet every person's immediate gratification. Mm -hmm. And why would anybody ever want to leave, leave that? And that's a, not, that's not a healthy place for any Christian and you, you could, I mean, taken to the extreme, you could have a culture that just wants to live in it full time. It's like they know it's the matrix, <laughs> but they want to be but the they're matrix. Okay with it. Mm-hmm. Sure. Yeah. And how do we, and that's the extreme, right? I'm not saying it, it would, it will get to that, but it could. And it's sometimes you, in your thinking processes, you have to war game, you know, the extremes on both sides and not let that necessarily taint taint you but you have to think about it um so anyways i think it's something that we we need to as a community and need to as a as a church area think through and and i think it comes down to not simple answers Mm -hmm. you can't on one podcast say you have the idea or you have the, the the solutions but you have to create the frameworks that you can then use as lenses to evaluate these things in my mind connection is one of those like how does this affect connection but there's many others. I mean, that's just a starting point. Um, but sometimes I get a little frustrated because I, I first get emotional. I want to use this all. Like I want to like start downloading the dev kits and start going. And and that'll probably still happen. But at the same time, we have to take a slower approach to make sure that what we're doing is actually helpful and not hurtful. 
Those are some really good thoughts, John. In addition to the potential challenges of confusion, chaos, wrong path, uh, just even starting so many things that they can't all continue to move forward, even if they are great and in line with what you need, can be a real burden on the other people inside an organization. Yeah. And and we could actually hurt people. Like mm-hmm. we could actually, hey, come join our, I mean, again, I haven't even thought through this. I'm not saying this is a bad thing, but someone could, we could say, hey, come use our new technology. Mm-hmm. Well, that technology turns out to be evil. Now that person's like, actually likes that technology. We introduced it, them to it. And then it's like, okay, now how do you pull them back out? Mm-hmm. I mean, there's one thing I do know personally, I believe that the devil's a, like he's ratcheted up the war. Mm-hmm. Like evil has ratcheted up the war. And it's clear, like it's obvious. He's They're not even hiding anymore. It doesn't take much to see that. They're not hiding. So why are we so quiet? Like if evil is going to be so much more noisy, if they're turning up the volume, mm-hmm. I don't, if I'm being honest, I don't see us turning up our volume. Like we're still mm-hmm. kind of like a bit like the church mouse. Um I saw someone last night, um, and as kind of a respected actor, not an A-lister, but an you know actor, and he he was saying, you know, I'm tired of Jesus being that friendly little guy I, that I, I say a little prayer to at before I go to bed. He's like, I need to be talking about it all the time, like how he's changing my life and what he's doing in my life, and I'm like, yeah, like you're right, we should be doing that. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think again, technology is neutral, much like money is neutral. But it is a tool that the enemy likes to use, both money and technology. And I think, you know, we can use the same tool. Mm-hmm. Money can be, be used to fund and help people and technology much the same. But we have to be careful. Mm-hmm. And discernment has never been more critical than it is now with so many new things and, the, and that pace that you're talking about. Yeah. And, and many times like our roles are so needed right now, but we have to be so careful that they're not based on emotion and excitement and that they're well-reasoned. Because mm-hmm. um, I think for honest, we all get kind of emotional and excited about these new technologies and that's good, but we have to come back to reason and, you know, first principles to make sure that we we're considering that too. Yeah. Those are some really great thoughts. Thanks for sharing those with us today, mm-hmm. John. Now, for more great thoughts, because we have to put a pause on some of the things we're discussing about the uh, product, you're going to have to come to the conference. So it's right around the corner. Uh, We are seeing a lot of great activity from people registering, uh, getting involved. We recently released the schedule. So if you haven't seen that yet, head over to the website, um, rx.rockrms.com. The schedule's posted. And uh, if you've not been before, you can actually favorite the sessions that you want to attend and start creating your own schedule. So check out what's there. Start uh, favoriting and saving the the sessions that you'd like to attend. So you can get that all squared away before you get there. We'll continue to release the things that uh, you'll need or want to hear before the conference. So stay tuned, pay attention. And if you haven't registered yet, and I know I've spoken with some people out there that are um, maybe just haven't gotten around to it because of vacation schedules and other things, make sure you do that soon. We're now on our second room block on the hotel across the street. So we are really filling up hotels. There are plenty around if we need it, but um, the longer you wait, the further out you may be from the event center. So make sure you register for the conference and um, get that hotel room while you're at it. Now, if you are registered 
Are you in the clear? Are you done with everything that you should do? No, this is the community event and this is when we all come together. So who do you know that should be at this event with you? Maybe it's other people in your regional community, uh, people you already know really well and and they may or may not be coming. Ask, uh, find out uh, if they're going to be there. Also, maybe it's people that have never been before. We have an excellent new to rock track. And so if there's someone you met at a, say, a roadshow regionally or someone that's kind of called up and been kind of, uh, what are you guys doing with rock? Could you show it to us a little bit? You've been having those conversations. Invite them to join you at the conference. It's a great time to see what rock's all about. Uh, they'll have to wait a whole nother year before they have that opportunity again. And then maybe it's different people on your staff. So maybe you've been coming yourself or bringing a small rock team with you, but there are lots of other people on your staff that could benefit. Um, think about a, a kids' ministry contact, a finance contact. Um, many different departments can find value from connecting with others in their same roles at this event and finding out what they're doing so you're not all recreating the wheel. We also have a really strong communications digital strategy track that's diving into the front end CMS tools with Rock. So there's a lot to see. Um, don't take my word for it. That schedule's posted online. Go check it out and think through who else should be coming to this event. Uh, because it is one time a year and there will be a lot of great announcements and some new things that you don't know to expect. And that's all we can say about that. Just make sure that you're there. We have some new merch coming out too at the conference. That's so, right. I mean, we do. On. If you need that last little tip, mm-hmm. that push you over the edge. That should push you right over the edge. Yes. Yes. And it will not be coming out before then. So mm-hmm. you want to get your hands on that at the event. Yep. Okay, so we hope to see you very soon. Um, And if you happen to listen to this after the conference and it's the first time you've gotten involved with Rock Podcasts, don't forget there is going to be a content subscription available so you can get the content, but make sure you budget for next year's event because there's some connection opportunities available in person that you just can't get uh, virtually. So looking forward to seeing everyone there. Do not forget if you are listening to this podcast to subscribe to the podcast so you can hear from us immediately as soon as we update future releases, because this is where you're going to know what's happening here with Rock, and you're going to be one of those people that's in the know. Join us next time. Thank you so much for being our listeners. We love sharing this time with you. This episode of Rockcast is brought to you by Rock Partner Missional Marketing, an SEO and advertising services provider. Connect with Missional Marketing today at rockrms.com slash partners.